going on everybody this is drew here i want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of phoenix down this is phoenix down 128.0 and we are starting a new series uh the long awaited we have been planning this for probably two years now grade fall today i have with me matt hello friends so yeah uh it's been in the making for a while yeah, I think this is the fourth time I've started it, and this one finally yeah, stuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I originally was going to do this right before I got my new job last year, and, well, I had to travel a lot for that job. So I um, put it on the back burner until we could get back into it. So, yeah, I've, I've actually been excited for this for a while. Um, we It was originally going to be part of our, you know, spinoffs and sequels and stuff and um because we played a spiders game before we had played um bound by flame uh which was part of our bad game year um and we all kind of came into agreement that bound by flame is not a bad game um i think we all thoroughly enjoyed it um, it was kind of like a, a, a little bit of a knockoff Dragon Age kind of game. Um, and Spiders has been doing a lot of that stuff lately. Um, they, they released Greedfall in 2019. Um, kind of a, had a cult following, um, and was so successful that they're actually making a direct sequel, which is, I think the first time they've ever done a sequel. Uh, um, I think I read that Technomancer is a sequel for Mars Warlogs. Ah, I did not know that. Which I want to play both of those now. <laughs> Technomancer had some cool ideas. I'll put it that way. Mar- Mars Warlogs was actually pretty interesting too. Um, you know, it's it's the 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 three Euro jank companies. We've always and we always get them mixed up because they all have animals in their name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got frogwares, you've got piranha bites, and you got spiders. Um out of all three, I think we can all safely say that spiders is probably the 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 premier game company yeah. <laughs> out of all of them. Uh now don't get me wrong, I've enjoyed uh games from all of them. You know, Frogwares was doing the um the Sherlock Holmes games, which were actually pretty City. decent. Um, uh, and then, you know, Piranha Bytes. I, Risen holds holds a special place in my heart. Risen is not a great game by any means. It's very janky, but, you know, it, it has its it has its, its, uh, its place in my gaming repertoire, uh, particularly the second game, which was pirate-themed. But you don't get that many pirate-themed role-playing games. But uh, spiders, man, they they've kind of been on a roll for me, you know. Bound by Flame was really good. Technomancer's really good, you know. So far, Greedfall's interesting. 
Greedfall, the one thing I will say about them is that they make interesting games. Yeah. They make games that you don't you don't see these kind of games. They they have a, a weird story, a weird background, a weird world. Um and yeah, I I mean as far as my history, this is the first time I've actually played this game. I've started the game probably three or four times like you have, um, but I've never actually sat down and played it. But everybody that I've talked to who has played through this game says this is actually a really good game. So, uh, and I I can agree with that. I definitely can. I feel like playing through the entirety of Bound by Flame, um, I think Greedfall plays a lot better than it does. Than, than than bound by flame. Yeah. Uh, there's still some jank in it though, but I feel like it's, it's polished jank. <laughs> it's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Um, they it have also, a lot of it charm. Feels, it feels to me like, and and I've said this before. I, I'd rather, I'd rather a, a company tries to go big and tries to do something interesting and new, even if it's a little janky, than than just a retread. Yeah, you know, I, I yeah. don't want to play the the sixth game that all feel the same, right? Greedfall and Bound by Flame, they they feel like they're trying to punch above their weight, and you know, I I appreciate the, the what feels like a stretch. Like yeah. this is you know this feels unique if nothing else. You know, the setting, the you know the the world feels interesting. You know, both grounded and not grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how the characters develop, but I think it's still probably too early in the game to really know much about whether the story's coherent or whether there's payoff or whether the characters matter or choices matter, you know, so a lot of those things, I think it's a little bit of a wait and see, but so far it's been, it's been interesting kind of sinking into this game. Yeah, that's, that's one of the big questions I have is, is do the choices matter? Because I, I feel like, so, so not only do you have choices in the game, but you also have like a, a reputation, uh, uh, I guess, mechanic where, you know, like there's different factions, but there's also your companions who, you know, like your companion approves of this or does disapproves. This company doesn't like what you just did you know there's 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 all these different factors that go into it now i'm curious if those actually matter you know like if if i've got a bad reputation with the tribal people well you know i have a tribal person in my party will she not want to do anything with me you know will she eventually leave my party that kind of stuff yeah um it may be that deep i don't know um I guess time will tell, but I guess to start off with the, the setting of this game is almost late 1800s kind of Victorian era. Yeah. Um, yeah I was going to say Victorian was the word I was going to use. Not medieval, you know, this isn't knights and castles, although it's not too far away from that. Sure. It's not really pirates, but we spend a lot of time on the water and talking about, you know, talking about these organizations going back and forth. So there's a lot of water-themed things happening, if not outright piracy. 
Right. Yeah, it's just, it's a very interesting. It feels time. French. I mean, maybe because mm-hmm. I put like a Van Dyke on my character, so. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it just it feels very French to me, and I don't know. I I I'm playing a female character, so. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um. I um. Yeah. It it yeah. It's it's French Italian. Yeah. You know. Um. A Renaissance. Yeah. I mean, it starts it, off with the painting too, which gives it a bit of a Renaissance feel. Yeah, I would say kind of a, a, a Three Musketeers type. That, that I think that might be the best way to describe it. Three Musketeers yeah. era. Um, so because uh, you you got the big you got the big hats that everybody, yeah, everybody wears. Used to have their own fun hat. Yeah, everybody has their own wild hat with a feather in it. <laughs> um, uh, you know they use a lot of sword play, so there's a lot of fencing. Um. Uh, and guns, there's still guns there, so that's why I get the like the musketeers because the musketeers also use you know pistols and flintlocks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then there's also you got to have magic, right? Of course, you have to have magic. Um, and there, and I don't know how this magic works. I don't know if this game actually explains it. Um, but there is kind of like this this. I'm, it's a, it's a magic. I don't, I don't I don't know how else to describe it. I I, I didn't spec my character for magic. Um, Interesting, because I went hard magic. Oh, you did, did you? Yep. So I went. So you you have your three archetypes, right? You have your warrior, all about physical strength. You have your uh, agility based character, kind of like your your rogue uses um, um, traps and firearms. And then you have your magic users, your mage class kind of thing. And I don't think you're actually bound to a certain class. You get to choose at the beginning, but I think you can kind of respect if you want to. Yeah, I, think um, so. I went with more of like the agility rogue type because I, I was like, firearms seem pretty useful in this game. Yeah, I haven't um, done much with them yet, um, and I hear that's a nice compliment to any other style. Yeah. So I, I I plan to start incorporating that into combat. That is my major damage dealer. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. If I if I am sick of this guy, I will pu- I will straight up Indiana Jones this and shoot the hell out of them. And <laughs> when I do that, they usually fall over. And it takes off a lot of their armor, uh, but helpful. but now granted, I have specced into firearms majorly. In fact, I have leveled up enough to where I'm, I'm starting to experiment with traps. Some of those are actually pretty helpful too. Um, but um, I I specced hard into to firearms, so I'm doing a lot of damage with them. Um, I'm I'm to the point now where I'm allowed to use rifles now, and I'm kind of curious as to how good rifles are. Hmm. But um, yeah, um, so That's it's funny. Uh, most of my money's gone towards buying the best rings I can to support offensive magic. Yeah, see, and I've 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 spent a little bit of money on on a decent pistol that does really good damage. So, um, the, I'm glad we're taking two different approaches there. Oh yeah. So I, um, I, I guess we talk about a little bit about the mechanics. So this is, this is a action role playing game. 
Um, I would say kind of like The Witcher Three a little yeah. bit. Um, you know, you you can uh, dodge, you can parry if you do it, time it right, kind of thing. Um, and then there's other abilities like pull out your gun and shoot somebody, and it's it's all kind of bound to like the um, the D pad for me. So I pull out a gun, pow, and then you know go back to sword fighting kind of thing. Um, and one of the mechanics I mentioned earlier was armor. So you have characters who may have armor. You have armor as well, uh, where uh, you're still taking off health from an enemy, but if they still have armor, you're taking off less health. If you can break their armor, then you can, you, you do a lot more damage to their health. Um, yeah, one of the nice things about magic is I think it usually bypasses the armor. Yes, that is that is one of the, I remember reading that, um, saying that magic bypasses armor. So are you doing a lot of damage dealing magic? Yeah, primarily offensive. Um, the other half of my builds, I guess, is the heavy one-handed, so I'm using a lot of, like, hammers, that type of thing, maces. Uh, like a battle mage. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. so I'm, I'm usually going in with magic first, um, and wherever it makes sense to switching out to the mace so that I don't need to burn through all my potions. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, because it, the magic gauge kind of refills automatically, but very slowly... So I, I use that to kind of test the waters and use the bulk of the fight with the mace and then move back to magic whenever I can. Is there like a mana potion that you can take that refills out instantly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of small I have, and larges. I have never used magic so far in this game. <laughs> in fact, my, my mana bar has stayed full the entire time because I have no magic abilities. Um, I'm kind of playing a... a uh, I guess the best way to describe it would be like a um a firearms trickster. So, you know, like I, I could plant a, a trap. Like I've, I've got enough points in the traps now to where like I can use a trap and if an enemy, you know, if it blows up on an enemy, I can then harvest parts from the trap that was used. Oh, nice. So I can then rebuild more kind of thing. That's the type of build I usually like. I like I like to set up, if not something elaborate, something I can pull an enemy into, right? Yeah. Like set up a turret. Like I, I like, if it was a different type of game, I'd like to set up a turret and then hide behind it, essentially. Yeah. And I think I think the characters that, that I keep in my party kind of complement my play style a little bit. So, um, which we can, we can get into in a little bit once we start talking about the characters that we find. So... Uh, this mm, the world serene or Ser is it serene or serena serene serene yeah so we start in the city of serene and um I guess we should say we we are playing uh, a character uh, uh de Sardette. Yeah, I, guess. I don't know if it's Sardet or Sarday. Sarday. And um, they, you know, you can be male or female, and they, you know, it, they pretty much call you by your last name. Yeah. Um, but they are kind of like a, 
they're related to royalty. Um, so we're not we're not directly royalty, but our cousin is um, the son of the governor. Governor, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I like that setup where you're not like you're you're kind of in between. Yeah. And you can you can use that I think to go in many different directions, which mm-hmm. I think is a nice starting point for this. Yeah, your 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 name carries weight in this world. Yeah, but you're not seen as like a highfalutin nobility with that's that's pampered or anything like that. Right. I feel like you you kind of have the ability to relate to upper and lower class, and early on there's a lot of highs versus lows, and you kind of get to pick your side a little bit. Yeah, and that's uh kind of how I've played it was I get my way because of my name but I always choose the little guy yeah me too so, so it's it's um yeah it, it, I, I like that dynamic you know well I'm 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 from that family I'm like oh okay well what can we do for you I want you to do the exact opposite of what you're doing what, what? do you forget who my family is <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like that. Um, yeah, a little bit Robin Hood. Robin Hoodish. That's yeah. what I was about to say. It's a little bit like Robin Hood. Um, but yeah, uh, this world, man, is like um, you start in the city of Serene. Um, you Sard Sarde Sardet whatever um, is you know you can tell they've they've kind of been they've been pampered. But they've also had their own ambitions, like they they trained under the guards. Um, and um, our first companion that we get actually is uh, uh, Kurt, who is um, captain, one of the captains of the guards. Yeah, I think so. And um, we've been charged with going to um, the 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 new island. That's they act like it's a new discovery. But when I get there, we have fully established cities that would have took years to build. Right? Yeah, it seems like they must have sped through that because it does feel fresh. Like it feels like they've just arrived in their, they've got their foothold on the island. Yeah, that island's what Ter Terafadid, something like that. Terafadid. Terafadid. Yeah. Um. And um, they've settled there um, thinking that, um, so, man, there's there's a lot going on here. There is a plague that has uh, hit uh, the populace. Um, Including your own mother. Yes, the Malachor. Is that what it's called, Malachor? Yep. Um, and um, I guess it's hit us too we've got that thing on our face i'm not sure is that malachor i thought that was a tie to like the natural land see so you're talking about that and that's part of the quest line that i did so um when you go to the the island you run into some of the natives and the natives actually confuse you for a native yeah 
Because um, they've got like branches growing out into their hair and stuff, so they're very much of the land, of the land magic. Yes. And I'm not sure. Um, I was originally thinking, oh, we're infected with this and we've got to find a cure. Because that's kind of what we were doing. Like the like, yeah. the population was like, we need to discover this cure. Well, this Malachor hasn't made it to this island Maybe there's something on this island that's keeping it away, you know. Um, so we're, we're going over there to try and discover that. Um, which, which is as far as an overarching mission goes, that makes sense, right? Sure. There's a plague. You're out to try and stop the plague. That's good. Good enough for me. Yeah, kind of like last hope kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're we're charged with going there um, along with our. Cousin Constantine uh, and uh, Kurt is going to be coming along with us. I think um, he's so. our bodyguard. Yeah, it comes off that way. Um, that he he was supposed to be kind of like us and Constantine's bodyguard. Yeah. Um, but we worked under him, uh, trained under him through the guards. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's the case. I think they were like, send somebody with them, please, so they don't get killed, you know, yeah, kind of thing. Basically half babysitter. Yeah. And he kind of plays off that a little bit. I like Kurt a lot. Yeah. He, he's probably my favorite companion. Um, just because of the things that he, 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 he is, he's willing to break the rules too if it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Kind of like my character, um, he's you know he's like this isn't right, you know, we need to get to the bottom of this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first probably couple of hours I played, I was just in in Serene doing quests. Uh, yeah, because your, your whole like I, I like the way that right if you've got your overarching story mission of stop the plague, you've also for this whole section you've got a mission which is basically get everything done so you can get on on the ship to go over to New Serene. Yeah. The the main mission is find Constantine. Yep. We we don't know where he is. Everything okay, else is, Yeah, everything else is kind of side story. Um but it but it intertwines with the characters. So one of the characters is is the captain of the ship that we're going to be on. Um he's asked us to help find his cabin boy. So there's a long quest line trying to find the cabin boy. Did you do that one? Yep. Yeah. Which I don't I, think I, you even need to do to, to leave Serene. You don't. Do you? you don't. But I think it may influence another quest. Hmm. Because I found the cabin boy. I did that quest first. And then when it came to another quest where I had to smuggle some contraband, but it wasn't contraband. It was, it was supplies, I guess for the yeah. guards, Yeah. but it wasn't on the registry. So they, the, you know, he's like, you know, the law says I can't do this, but I brought it to his attention and he was like, I, I won't forget what you did. Help me find my cabin boy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get it on there. So I think, I think maybe your choices do matter. Maybe, maybe doing a quest can help out with another one. Yeah, it's interesting because now that you say that, yeah, that makes sense. And I 
they're not exp- I guess that's fairly explicit that like hey because you did this thing I'll allow you or you've got a new avenue for getting it on the ship you don't need to fight anybody you know it seems like this game really sets up your you can pick your the way you want to advance something yeah right like there was one part where I really wished that I had gone down the technical route so that I could make a an explosive so I could get through a wall. Right. And I didn't. And then it turns out an hour later, I'm walking through a building and I find the other side of that wall. So I'm like, Oh, I I got here in the end anyway. I just took a different route to do it. Right. So I I like that, that like the cabin boy piece is its own story. And it's an interesting enough side quest in and of itself. Right. He didn't just run off. You find this whole like, you learn more about the world and the way that the nobles basically give children over to the sailors, I guess the sailors. Yeah. I was gonna say the sea empire, whatever, whatever that group is called, but you know, as a way to like secure preferential pricing or trade routes or something. And there's this weird system where they give away their children and you know that's tells you something about the the nobles. It's right. an interesting dynamic in this world that sets up, uh, you know, sets up the relationship between the groups. It allows you to do the mission that you just talked about in a different way. And also, I didn't get very far down his kind of quest line, but I talked to Vasco, and he's like, "Well, you know, I was one of those boys as well." Yeah. And I don't know my family. Would you help me find my family? Yeah. And had I not done the cabin boy thing, it wouldn't have meant as much. Right. And so would it would it have even come up? That's the yeah, better would question. It, yeah, would it have even come up? And if it did, would it have mattered? Like but but that's like four different reasons that I like the way that those quests are are kind of intertwined with each other. And I think you're absolutely right when you said it. One of the things that is maybe really good about this game, but somewhat confusing about this game is the way these kind of quest side quests and main quests all interweave with each other. That's really cool from maybe a storytelling perspective. The organizational side of my brain wants things to be more clear as to, you know, compartmentalize things better. But, you know, I really like that whole section of how these things interact with each other. And all of a sudden now, I feel like I not only know Vasco, but I feel like I almost owe him something. Right. And that's, uh, you know, I don't know. By the time I got on the ship, I was like, all right, I think I really like this game. Yeah, I think it's something that that me and you both have talked about uh, before we started recording is that this game is very open-ended. It it, it, it. it gives you like two once you make it to the island it gives you two objectives all right those objectives are clear across the island and there's other stuff along the way that you can do like almost immediately you get these like companion quests you know like kurt wants us to find uh what happened to one of the trainees i think or something like that i can't remember it was a, it, it, but um it, it it feels almost like in comparison, like a Mass Effect, like loyalty mission, 
is what it feels yeah. like. Um, and uh, you get those like from the start. Like, like as soon as you meet these people, they're like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. Yeah. And uh, you can choose to do those now. You can choose to do them later. Um, and, you know, it, the thing is, is like some of these quests are big. Like, you know, like I've always said The Witcher 3 was so amazing because side quests in those games feel like main story quests in other games. Yeah. This kind of has that in a in a smaller scale you know like i i i thought this was probably going to be a main story that i had to do but it was actually just a companion quest um i i did the 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 tribal quest and it kind of just ended and i feel like it's not done yeah so i don't I know i wonder if i'll ever come to a point in my life where i don't compare companion quests back to mass effect 2 yeah, that's that was probably the 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 creme de la creme. Of... Yeah, I mean, not only were they good characters, but it was also super clear that those missions mattered, which I think lent them a weight that some games, even if they do matter, it's not as clear. And you know, I think just that understanding of I'm going to help this person right now. That's what I'm doing. This game, you know, it, it does get a little bit scattered as to am, am I am I progressing the story or am I doing something meaningless or am I building up a relationship with my side character? I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, and I think that's just because of how open-ended it actually is. Because, yeah. you know, like, uh, the thing we haven't talked about <laughs> is, um, so at the beginning of this game, you were just, you know, if you get into a fight with somebody, it is human beings. Um, before you leave for your journey to the island, um, you are introduced to basically the the wildlife of this world, and you mean not it, like the cats and dogs? Yeah, like crazed beasts. They look almost like nature gods, yeah. if that's the best way to describe it. Um, they look very. They look so. Here, here's the best. This is this is my inner nerd coming out. <laughs> they look like uh, characters from the Green Mana from Magic: The Gathering. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what they look like. They yep. look like. Nature beasts, sometimes made of wood-ish looking things. Um, trees came to life, but also very beastly, like some kind of bear or wolf. Yeah. Um, sometimes very, branches in the shape of a bear or something like that. Yeah, very strange looking characters. Um, uh, mystic kind of characters. Yeah, very much. Uh, um, and that's kind of our first boss fight. And I'll be honest with you. I died at this boss fight probably six times. Ooh. I was like trying to, I guess because I had to get accustomed to how fights actually play out in this game. You really need to dodge. You can't just go in there button mashing. Yep. This is certainly a skill based game. Um, now there's also a, a balance mechanic. Yeah, and, and I, I feel like once you start to get knocked down, man, you can get knocked down easily. 
yeah, I can't figure it out. There's there's unbalanced, then there's knocked down, then there's dazed, I think. And I'm just like, I don't know what any of these things do. All I know is knocked down means I knock that dude down and I'm going to go in and start stabbing him. Yeah. So, I, I and you know, because you have a kick. Like, there, there, there's a whole button for just kicking, and it does no damage, but it, it puts them off balance. So, I guess part of the... I guess part of the, the, the tactical aspect of it is, is knocking them down. There's also like an ultimate attack. I, I wouldn't say ultimate attack. There's like a is it rage or adrenaline meter. I can't remember. Yeah, I wanted to say it was rage, but that's something I've, I've taken advantage of, certainly. Yeah. So is your, your rage ability just like a hard slash? Yeah, essentially it's just the simple attack, but charged up in a way. Yeah. So whether I'm using my mace or my magic, it's just that basic attack, but usually lunging from a distance and then doing extra damage. Yeah, so, mine's like a hard, like, crescent slash. Yeah. So I don't know I've, if there's other ones that I can do, because you have a meter that's like three sections. Yeah. And I think you can use up the whole three bars, but I don't know how to do that. Oh, with like one massive attack? I think. I need to look into that. One but, thing that I did early on, the first couple of hours, is I spent a lot of time dodging. I've switched that a lot more to the parrying. Because I need I to get that down, because I'm I still bad like at it. I feel like the dodging man take, makes some of these fights take forever. Yeah. Um, but when you parry and you can follow that up immediately with an attack, you can you can immediately go back on the offensive. And there was one I I, I would call it maybe the second boss fight of the game, um, where the thing I don't know if you fought it, but it like burrows under the ground. No, I haven't ran into that yet. And basically, it'll just it'll keep coming at you, and you dodge out of the way, and it'll just keep coming at you, and it. It might come at you forever, I don't know. Um, but if you can parry it when it hits you, it'll pop up out of the ground so you can get back to fighting it. Gotcha. So, you know, that was another time I'm like, all right, parry seems to be more useful more often. Right. So, yeah. But I, um... I do like that there's an evolution of the way I'm approaching combat. I mean... Maybe maybe you'd just call it learning <laughs> how, how to do combat, but you know I, I feel like a lot of games like this can and sometimes do get by with very simple combat. I feel like there are enough interesting things going on here in combat that I will continue to learn and probably get new abilities and switch out weapons, and I'll, I'll be kind of fine-tuning probably the whole game. And so far, I that that seems like a good thing. Continue okay. to optimizing and tailoring it to the way you want to attack. Yeah, I I I, I will. I try skill based stuff, and then when I say this has gone on too long, I pull <laughs> out my gun. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, did you do the other side missions in Serene? I did. I did. I think I did all the side missions in Serene. Yeah. So there was the one with the the charlatan. Yes. And he's like selling that potion. 
Yep, the snake oil. Snake oil, yeah. And I pissed off those people because I let him go. And I was yeah. like, well, yeah, you guys, you guys were being mean to him. <laughs> I basically let everyone go. <laughs> because it turns out when people were telling me I had to go hunt down, in this case, the charlatan, or on the other one, it was the heretics. You know, that was very much a oppressor labeling someone they didn't want a certain way so that the guards or me would, you know, would help eradicate them and get rid of their opposition. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to fulfill that role in this game. No, that, that, the, so, uh, there, the, the, the two factions, I don't know what those factions are. Um, but the, the one was, you know, the scholars and the, the alchemists and stuff like that. I was, I'm okay with them. I don't like some of their methods, but the religious fanatics, Tulemi? Yeah, no. Uh-uh. I am completely against them. Yeah. I do not I don't like that. I don't want to hear it. Um yeah. it's I ran into intense, a, the, the the first big guy that you meet when you arrive in, on the island. That yeah. Just goes off the rails. Yeah, when they were like burning people at the stake. Yeah. yeah. I ran into that guy and that's kind of where I stopped. But I was like, yeah, I'm done with these people. <laughs> Um, that man will die eventually. Yeah, yeah. I was like, if anyone in this game needs to die, it's him. It's not the the forest gods. <laughs> well, the thing the thing that got me was so. Are you so there? There's a couple of character traits that you can kind of spec into. Yeah. So, so you 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 man, there's a lot. So you got like a skill tree for like combat abilities, but then you have a skill tree for, um, uh, outside abilities like lock picking or charisma, excuse me. And then there's, there's the other one, which is like, God, I can't even remember what it was. It was all like, um, you won't be upgrading those that much. Yeah. Talents. I think essentially. Um, so I've been putting pretty much everything into charisma. Yeah, I, I had I, been as well because I'm like, look, I want to be able to convince people of the way that I think things should be done. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm glad the game at least tells me that there's a percentage, but I I don't agree with that percentage. I have had... I've had something say you have a 75% chance to get this right and I lost it twice and I'm like what the heck yeah. 75% chance and I lost it twice I don't know like there was one where I was like I had like a 90% chance and I was like if I lose this one I, I <laughs> screw yeah. charisma so but I did get that one so I, I have been able so the, the the crazy guy the crazy pilgrim dude who started killing people I was able to talk my way out of him. Yeah. And I did as well, I, luckily. Although I think yeah. I had that 75% there too. I'm like, oh man, I don't know what happens if I fail this right now. Right. <laughs> and I was like, well, do I just straight up fight the guy? But I don't know. Um, but I was able to talk my way out of that one. Um, but yeah, um, I guess so. So to go back to a little bit of the story, we make it to the island. Um, 
and we gain another companion. We we gain the captain of the ship because he was just let go. And he's like, "Yep, I don't I don't have a ship anymore. I am I have been fired." So, I guess I'm coming along with you guys. And um I have not used him since. <laughs> Vasco? Yeah, Vasco. Yeah, he's yeah. he's been in my I actually want to switch back to Kurt, but I've had Vasco and Siora the next character in my party for most of this first session. Yeah. Kurt has been my my warrior guy, tank, and Siora has been my healer because she uses magic. Yeah. I probably need to switch Vasco out because what I want to figure out and maybe it's maybe it's Kurt, maybe it's Petrus, I want to figure out who's the most tanky because if I'm going to be dancing around the edges hurling magical projectiles I want somebody keeping the enemies away yeah I'm kind of the same way except shooting people yeah so yeah um uh so we get gained Vasco um and uh well he was in my party for a minute and then I ran into my next companion um so Constantine has been basically put in charge of new serene which is the new city that they've established um he is so is he part of the same faction you are and that's the merchants the merchant congregation i guess i think that was i was a little muddied there as to like what are we are we in this faction i think we're part of the merchant congregation so he's he's there to basically start running that city. Yeah. And he he is he is ill advised, I feel. Like he 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 is he he's just all gung ho and wanting to change things, but he's also very he he does come from the high faluting. Yeah. You know, he 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 wants to have naive. the lavish yeah, he wants to have the lavish parties, and we're trying to be the voice of reason. Like, well, maybe we should do this. He's like, "That's a great idea. You can go ahead and do that." And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Okay, all right." So, um, when we go to meet with him at the at the capital, I, I don't know, it's like a manor or whatever. Um, we actually run into our next companion, which is Siora, who is a native to the island. Um, and she's trying to get an audience with whoever's in charge. Um, and so we're like, okay, well, I, I, I know the person. So won't you come with me? And basically she's asking for aid because, um, her family is, is basically, or her tribe is getting ready to go to war, um, with a, another faction and I'm I'm confused on these people because I was thinking it was us that they were about to go to war with, but our our country has also been at war with another country. Am I yeah. correct in so saying if, that? If we're the merchant congregation, I think we are a relatively neutral party. Okay. And I think the island is beset by multiple countries or organizations so the one that her clan is warring with is the bridge alliance okay 
And so, yeah, she's and, looking and for And I don't aid. think we inherently are against the Bridge Alliance, but I feel like we're setting ourselves up that that's the way we're going to go because we're probably going to defend the natives. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we, I guess Constantine's like, this is perfect. You can go check this out and, and see if you can come to an agreement. Okay. Well, this is so also thought, another example. Like it doesn't, it, it feels like it's her loyalty quest, but they're calling this a main mission. Is it a main mission? Because I was going to ask that exact same question. Because I feel like, okay, well, I'll just go do go to the tribe. And yeah, I was like, the okay. Second main quest on on the, the the walkthroughs that I've seen, the Battle of Red Spears. Okay, but it, yeah, like I said, it felt like a loyalty mission. So I was like, maybe because you know she. Well, maybe her loyalty mission is finding her mother. The follow up, yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the way it actually breaks down, but those two things are so tied together that you're really blurring that line. Like there is a distinction between the two, I guess, but it, looking at it positively, it really pulls your companions into the main story in a way that they are, you know, you can't just ignore them. You can't yeah. get through this and just say, uh, "I'm ne- I'm never going to worry about Siora because you will have to see what happens in this battle of the Red Spears." So yeah, I, that's the next thing I did. I went went to the the tribe, and they were like, "Yet, yeah, where's mom? She's gone. She's already started the battle. They're on their way to war right now." And it's like, "Oh crap!" Um, I get the so there was an option here: um, take the fast way or the long way. Yeah, which did you do? I followed Siora's recommendation to take the shortcut. Yeah. Because I was trying to get her on my side. Okay, yeah. That's what I did, too. And, you know, she acknowledges, thanks for listening to me. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe maybe it does matter. I don't know what happens if you go the long way. Um, yeah. Either way, you're too late, I'm sure. Yeah. So we get there, and well, it may just be like, oh, because of you... We took the long way, and now you know the yeah. battle already started. But you know, maybe it, maybe all roads lead to one. But it's just how it influences the character to you. So, um, yeah, we get there. The battle's already happened. There's a whole bunch of dead people laying everywhere, um, and we try to find the mother, the queen, essentially. Um, and uh, another option we get here is we find a wounded soldier of the other side, the Bridge Alliance, and she is wanting to kill the guy, and we can encourage her to continue or stop her. I chose to stop her. Yeah, me too. And um, he oh, told us... Although oh, I wasn't 100% sure on that. I'm like, all right, if these people are besieging the land she might you know she might be justified to go all holy justice on them and kill everyone in sight but i was like oh you know from a personal perspective she will regret that so i'm gonna ask her not to recommend she doesn't so i had i had a question in my head whenever this happened so we told her to stop and then we interrogated the guy and he told us where they took the mother and I'm thinking, well, if I 
goaded her to kill the dude, would we have got that information? Would we have got this quest? Yeah. So, I don't know. But, um, we, we got the information, and I think this is part of the loyalty quest here, trying to find the mother, because, you know, it kind of ends, and then you, you can talk to her, and she's like, please help me find my mom. And you can say, well, not right now, or, okay, let's go do it. And so I went ahead and just said, okay, well, because I, I thought it was part of the quest. And so I went ahead and, and went and found her mom. Did you do this as well? See, I didn't do this part. I think I said, let's do it later. And mm-hmm. I've come back to Siora three times, and she said, well, well, you seem really busy. Why don't we do this when you've got more time? And I'm like, uh, no, I'm making the time now, but I don't have the option to continue it Huh? at the moment. I don't know. See, I went off. I, I struggled a little bit with one part of the battlefield where it's like, oh, I'm going to try to save the people who can be healed. Right, yeah. And I I couldn't really tell where those people were. And I so, I think I failed that because I got one less than I than the, the total number. Oh. So I locked you out of that quest? Maybe. I but don't I, know. I in the process of doing that, I had like wandered into some ruins, so I immediately went into this search the ruins quest. Because I'm like, oh, already, I'm already on this battlefield. Seems like there's something interesting going on here. Yeah, I did that too, and I found like this mural. Yeah. That was describing like what the ancestors did. So I don't know. But th- and that ends up going pretty long. So one of the things that I also find interesting is that, you know, the the first main mission I haven't finished. The second mission, maybe I did, but the third and the fourth are still open. <laughs> so, like, all of these main mission threads are all open at the moment. Yeah. You see, I, I, I so I went and found her mother, um, and then that quest just kind of ends afterwards. I don't obviously want to spoil anything, but um, afterwards it was like, you know, because you go back to the tribe and they were talking, saying basically, oh, well, you got to get prepared for this. And they're like, okay. And then it just ends. And I'm like, all right, so can I continue this? Maybe it happens later on. Um, and after that, I was like, okay, well, I guess go to these two places that I was originally supposed to go to. So I chose to go to one of them, and that's where I ran into the crazy pilgrim. And that's kind of where I stopped. Um, I did do the one quest where uh, the guards of New Serene were kind of hassling the yeah. merchants there. I was going to say I, I did that one as well. Before I did any of the rest of this stuff outside the city, I, I kind of cleaned this up. Because this one is actually, I think, a carryover from Serene itself. Yes, it is. Where you had to, like, oh, go find the queen guard in the New, New Serene. Yeah. So I, I can the first thing I did when I when I arrived on the shores was to finish that off. Yeah, I did that too. But apparently it's still ongoing as well. Oh really? Yeah, because like it, it, I can't remember what the guy's name was. Igor, not Igor, Egon. Like the guy who who's running this underground racket. Yeah. 
the guy I stopped wasn't Egon. He's still out there somewhere. And it kind of, it kind of played it off as like, he's still out there. We got it. We're going to have to find him eventually. Yep. So I, I, I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll explore this later. But, um, yeah, I, I should have I, I just did. slept for the 48 hours or something because I just like set it down and waited for the game to progress 48 hours. Oh, good God. That, that took a while. Yeah. I think it, yeah. it seemed like it was pretty close to a minute per hour. Yeah. I wanted to say, so it felt like an hour was ticking by. I don't know. I would, I would have guessed it was a good 40 minutes or so for it to go the 48 hours. Hmm. Well, that's that's one way to do it, I guess. <laughs> I just went back to my house and slept. That's what I should have done. Yep. But uh, yeah, uh, I've got uh, Kurt Vasco Siora in my party. You you've met a new character. Yeah, Petrus. Where did you meet Petrus? Uh, Petrus is in one of the later villages. Uh, he, I think you get him at the beginning of the fourth mission. Okay. Old countries in a new world. So, um, was this like where the pilgrim guy was or was it the other location? I think it was the other one. Okay. Yeah. I haven't went there yet. I went. I just chose one and went to the one that, you know, crazy pilgrim dude is killing heretics. Yeah, I hadn't even zoomed out enough because I've had a couple of weird things that I struggled with. There's, there's the one part where you can see like the the overworld map, mm-hmm. and I spent more time than I should have trying to figure out how I zoom in to get to the city level. Yep. I didn't realize it was just a different tab because I'm. Yep. I feel like usually that's one tab and it's zoom in or zoom out. That that's that's me. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And at some point, I just figured it out. I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah, that that happened with me. I was just like, oh, oh, well. But also for- on the overworld map, I wasn't totally sure how to get where I was going because. There are so many kind of quests that I have active and tracked versus non-tracked, and I didn't realize that the place I was looking for was really far away on that map, and I had to scroll over to be able to select the location that I wanted to travel to. So when I had those two options to look at, like I couldn't find one of them for a little while. Yeah, it's clear across the map. Yeah. I feel like I started like a a big main story mission by going to this area, but it, everything's open. Everything is wide open, so I guess we can do it whenever, however we want. Yeah, I I did get into one set of fights where every enemy had a red skull over them. Yeah, and I got the sense that that meant, hey, this is probably too hard for your level. Uh, yeah, I, that that happened with me. I ran into some enemies that were like. <sighs> Best way I can describe it is like a roly poly. They roll up in a ball yeah. and roll at you. Yeah, that's and I was like, "Oh my gosh, these guys are a nightmare to fight." Those are perfect ones to parry, though. Yeah, see, I, I haven't do, done the parry. I kept dodging out of the way and shooting them, which was the only way I could really do damage to them. 
Yeah, that second boss though. So you mentioned the, the first boss you died like six times at. I died, I mm-hmm. think, only twice, but I felt like I was in control of it. But that second boss took ages, and I I probably died six or seven times on the second one. And I was like, you know what? This is my last try. If I don't get it this time, I'm gonna give up and, and go somewhere else in the game. And I did finally get it, which felt good because it wasn't like you know. In, like, a, a Souls game, the first time I play that, I'm like, wow, I don't even know how to hit the guy. I can't do any damage to him. This guy, it was just a a battle of attrition, if you will. Like, I, I was <laughs> getting him down to a third or so every time, and I just wasn't quite good enough at dodging or parrying to stay alive long enough to take him out. But, um, again, that was, a, that was a battle where parry was critical. And, basically, once I beat him, I'm like, oh, I... I feel like I can go quite a few different areas in this game. Um, I guess maybe we'll save some of those for the for the next recording. But there, there was a couple of sections of I. Maybe it was maybe it was the Roly Poly guys, but I, I think it, they were more bear like. But they were there was one part that was pretty tough. Yeah. But there's a yeah. lot of yeah a lot of wild animals that come at you. They tear you to shreds. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's that's where I I pretty much stopped. I guess I'll do the pilgrim stuff. But um, yeah, the, the background of that. Did you? It was just a person. Yeah, never mind. I won't say it because I think that's coming up in the next section. But okay, I liked it. I, I'm I'm getting a a much better hang of the travel as well. Generally, you know, using the maps, but also finding the campsites and I've got like a, a home in each of the major cities. So I'm starting to be able to orient myself in the cities and traverse the cities better. So there, there's a lot I like about this game, but it was a little overwhelming to get started. I feel like it's the kind of game where if I accidentally put it down for three weeks or so, I wouldn't have any idea what I was doing when I came back to it. Yes. And even the first couple of moments in the game, I was like, whoa, this is a world that I need to understand to appreciate. Like, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of names, a lot of factions, um, you know, a lot of relationships, a lot of things I might or might not know, like the, the reason behind the magic and, you know, all the things. So I'm like, this feels like the kind of game where to get a lot out of it, you need to put a lot into it. Yes. That's that's exactly how I feel. It it feels a little bit like a Dragon Age kind of game. It's just missing the the extra stuff is what I put. Like you know, like how does magic work in this world? Maybe they'll explain it. I don't know. But Dragon Age, I can tell you exactly how magic works because they they explain it. You know, they 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 ease you into it kind of thing. Um, yeah. this game kind of just. This is the world, you know, and, and this, this is how stuff works, you know. Yeah. Even navigating the city the first time I had to go across the city, I'm like, I don't – this isn't a bunch of straight corridors. Like, there's a lot of navigating you need to do to get through the cities, which kind of makes it feel a little bit more organic to me. You know, there's yeah. a lot of parts where you're, you're going under a section or over a section or climbing a fence to get to the next section. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is probably their their biggest world 
um, spiders is made. Yeah, I, I'm impressed. They, they, they've they've kind of grown into this into this game development uh, <laughs> business. So I'm I mean I'm enjoying the game so far. I really am. Yeah, I, I mean for me that moment of leaving Serene and you know getting to know Vasco, you know all the things around finding the missing cabin boy and the way that impacted the world. For me that was the best moment so far in this game because I'm like oh, they're really like it just seems like good writing to me. You know, that you're doing world building, you're doing character building, you're you know, you're for, forging this bond with with your companion all at the same time and all almost I don't want to say accidentally, but it wasn't the goal of the mission and it just all that stuff came along like as extra baggage with the mission and that's the kind of thing I've really, really liked so far about this game. Yeah. Everything feels like it's on purpose. Yep. Um we do have an email. Let me uh bring it up here comes in from Chad it's a long time listener uh, first time hearing from him in a long time <laughs> uh, he, he did he did reach out to me and told me he's like he, I'm, I'm going to send you an email uh, he's like I'm still listening he's, he's just been real busy lately so yeah. um, but uh, it's titled Greedfall a unique diplomat simulator with flaws and charm Howdy, gents. It's been a while since I've written in, but rest assured, I'm always listening. I've just been very busy. Congratulations to Drew again, and good luck to you as you embark on this new chapter of your life. Thank you very much. This is my third playthrough of Greedfall, but on the upgraded PS5 version this time, I can't help but acknowledge the game's imperfections, including what some people call Spider's Jank. Quirky, quirky graphics with subpar HDR and gameplay that falls short of being engaging. This can basically describe any Spider's game. Despite criticism and anecdotes of people losing interest in the story, <clears throat> Kim, uh, I've found a unique way to enjoy the game. Rather than approaching it as a, a typical open world RPG, I treat it as a diplomat simulator. My focus is not on mindless combat, but on making thoughtful decisions to manage diplomatic relations on behalf of De Sardet's cousin as the newly appointed governor of Tirfadi. Um, while the game's narrative doesn't offer extensively branching options, it does provide interesting variations in completing objectives. Let's face it, it is no alpha protocol. However, the flexibility to use disguises, stealth, lockpicking, alchemy, dialogue, repairing items, brute strength, or a combination of these options adds depth to each playthrough. For this playthrough, I've opted for a pure mage build, which is very different from how I usually play. Although magic may initially seem, seem mundane, it introduces a refreshing element to the game, at least for my third playthrough. Despite initially uh, generic party members, the loyalty missions about halfway through the game add depth to their character. They are also some of the most interesting loyalty missions I've played in the past five years. The lore in this game can be very interesting at times, uh, such as customs surrounding 
uh, customs surrounding Vasco and the knots, for example. I also like how your teammates have their own specialties that you can capitalize on. If I know an objective requires high alchemy or building skill that I lack, I can counterbalance that by bringing a party member along with me that does have that skill. Arguably, the standout feature of Greedfall is its music. It is another fantastic score by French composer Olivier de Verrieri. Um, this dude's music is phenomenal. I remember listening to the main theme of this game over and over when it first released. The French horns and dramatic swells. I'm honestly not sure if I would like this game as much as I do if Olivier wasn't the composer. His music really brings these games to life. Now, yeah. how about some questions? Oh man, we're getting questions. So, what does the Malachor Plague actually do? How do you get it? No idea. <laughs> yeah, good questions. <laughs> Number two, what is that smudge on De Sardet's face? A birthmark? Is that why the natives in Tear for D uh, keep saying he looks like one of them? Good question. The opening says Tirfidi is a newly discovered island and does not have the plague on it, which is what prompts Serene and the factions to start exploring there. Why do you think this island is different? Is it because it's remote or something else? Mystical Four. protection. Yeah. I, th I, think, I think those mystical creatures have something to do with it. Four. Out of the different factions, i.e. congregation of merchants, knots, coin guard, thelim, uh, thelim, I don't know how you pronounce that, uh, bridge alliance, and natives, do any of them seem wholly good or bad? If good or neutral, do you suspect any of them of being malicious? Well, I can say that the thelim dudes don't seem very good. I think they call it Teleme. Teleme. Which I yeah, thought was the, a weird, weird emphasis, but I think that's the way they said it in the game. The, 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 I don't know, those religious people just seem like, just mean. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it at least, I forget who it was, but someone else in the game condemned him. Like, oh, he's a, he's a bit of a fanatic. Yeah. I don't like them. The rest of the guys, I don't know. The coin guard obviously has some some bad apples in it because they got the they got some shakedown going on. Yeah. Uh, the merchants, I haven't really ran into any bad merchants yet. The well, not I, I guess our our group is the merchants, and I would have said both of the people that we had to go talk to before we left Serene were a little bit oppressive. Well, maybe, maybe all of them are bad. I don't know. Um, da, 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 da. Number five, speaking of malicious, if you had to pick one of your companions to betray the party, who would it be? Kurt, Siora, Vasco, Alfra, or Petrus? I haven't met Alfra or Petrus yet. I'll let you know. <laughs> I don't think Kurt or Siora will betray yeah. us. So far, I'd say Petrus, because it's a little weird when you meet him. 
he says, oh yeah, I, I've known you since you were a child. He's like, I, I, I saw you or watched you when you were a child. So hmm. I, I feel like he's in some way trying to worm a bit closer than maybe he's earned. Which makes me think maybe he would betray us. Okay. But I haven't spent much time with him yet, so I don't I don't really know that much about him. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I could see Siora betraying us to to go with her tribe. Yeah, potentially. I don't think she'd do it underhandedly though. I think she'd do it loudly. Yeah. I'm not standing for this. Goodbye. Yeah, should stab so. you in the front, not the back. Oh yeah, definitely. But so, what uh, do you think yeah. about the sickness, though? Malibu. The sickness? I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know. I think as far as the island goes, with these creatures that we've never seen, there's obviously some kind of uh, mysticism going on. Maybe it's a curse that the islanders have put on us. Yeah, or like that's where life started or something, and the farther away from it you get, the more susceptible you get. Possibly. Almost as a a punishment for advancing technology. I think that the creatures are the key to it, though. These, like, hybrid wood nature creatures may hold a key to a cure. And I think some of the people realize that because, you know, they they're they're taking them captive and trying to do experiments on them. Yeah, that's what the first boss was, right? They were trying to cat they captured it and was bringing it to be studied. Yeah, I think so. So, I don't know. It's a good question. I need to get deeper into this game. I feel like I haven't. I've barely scratched the surface of it. So I yeah. can't really answer those questions yet. Yeah, we'll be but, in the thick of it after the next recording. Yeah. But thank you for that email, Chad. It's good to hear from you. And uh, keep those emails coming. And if you would like to send an email, it is drew at ztdd.com. Uh, you can also uh, tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But that's, uh, yeah, that's going to be it. I'm excited to, to get back into it. I um, I got a little sidetracked this week. Um, full full disclosure. Um, aside from work and stuff like that, but um, <laughs> the new season of Diablo came out, and I started doing that <laughs> a little bit, and you know, I kind of got back into it. But I need to play some more of this game, and I will throughout the week. So, but yeah. That's it. Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back next week with the continuation of Greedfall. Greedfall.